Hello, this is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene, and today we have a guest. His name is Gabriel Vega, and I'll let him tell you what he does. So, yes, well, Gabriel, go ahead and tell us what you do. <laughs> well, I grew up to be a con man. My mother would have been proud, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> How did you get into gaming? Well, I was that annoying kid who anytime company came over, I would drag out whatever the board game du jour that I was hot about, whether it was Life or Monopoly or whatever, um, or Hi-Ho Cheerio when, it, when, it was, when I was that young, and yeah. I would just bug everybody to play with me. And, oh, my God, I did this for years, right, until I developed my own friends outside of my family who would actually play games with me and stuff. Um, that it actually started with a love of Monopoly. One of the one of the – it is the game that we all know how to play. It's like the Dungeons & Dragons of the muggle world, right? So I actually, when I was in junior high school, my family had a chain of restaurants, Mexican restaurants called the Casa Escobar in Southern California. And the banquet room was right across, of, of the main restaurant was right across the street from us. So I organized a Monopoly tournament for about 30 of my, my fellow classmates up there. And we had Mexican pizzas and all this Coke and soda that we could pour out of the bar. They locked up the liquor cabinets, though. <laughs> smart people that they were. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty smart. And, and I learned a lesson about business right then from my great uncle who, who managed that one. And he said, Uncle Johnny, who's, who's gone now, I said, well, how much are you going to charge me per person for Mexican pizzas and, and, and sodas? He goes, Gabby, I'm going to charge you $3. I said, okay, well, I'll just charge everybody $3. He goes, no, Gabby, you won't. You'll charge everybody $5. I go, well, why am I going to charge him 5 It's only costing me 3 He goes, because that's what business is. You buy something, you create a following for it. And then you charge a little more, and that pays for your time. Right. And, you know, I don't, I don't think they teach that anymore in business school. <laughs> 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 but, but the, you know, so that was the, the first thing. And I loved it. I loved running that event. I loved being host to all those people and, and playing games and stuff, right? It was, it was great fun. And we did yeah. it a couple more times. And, but it wasn't until 77 when, when my, my uh, uh, best friend in high school went off to Berkeley that I discovered Dungeons and Dragons. He called me from, from Berkeley. He was there for about a month. And he called me and said, there's, there's this game. Gabe, there's this game. And he had taught me diplomacy and Avalon Hill war games and, and all this stuff. I had not played a role-playing game. Of course, nobody, hardly anybody had played a role-playing game up to this right. point. Yeah. yeah, they weren't invented until 74. And, and they weren't really taken off till 78, 778. And... There's this game. It's like the Lord of the Rings, but you play one of the characters. Well, there was nothing more sacred to us in the end of the 70s than the Lord of the Rings. It was like it was like our our, our geeky Bible at that point. And we <laughs> absolutely adored the Lord of the Rings. And so it was right. like, okay, I'm in. I was on the next PSA flight from LA to Oakland on student standby for $29. And off I went for the weekend of my that would just change my life. And going to counterculture Berkeley in 77 for the kid from the west side of LA was quite a shock. So off we go and we I learned Dungeons and Dragons. And we play with his roommate and Peter and I, just the three of us, played the entire weekend. We went down to a pizza place every now and then for, for nourishment. But we bring pizza back with us and we just keep playing. And I don't know how much soda and pizza we ate that weekend, but man, it was great. And pizza That's amazing. And it, was, it was great fun. It was great fun. Well, it was from that episode that when I came back here, I brought D&D to – I had to find a game shop. And we had a gamekeeper at the local mall in Thousand Oaks. And so I went there, and, and sure enough, they had, like, like you know, some D&D &D stuff. 
the new AD&D hardcovers had just come out, the first one. You know, they came out right. one year apart. Remember the that? Handbook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then well, the first no, one no, came out was the Monster Manual. The Monster yeah. Manual came out first, then the Player's Handbook, then the DMG, right? One year apart. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Publishing those three books one year apart? But no, it's crazy. It was it was it was what it was yeah, it really, really was. I remember reading in the player's handbook or some something about the hammer of Thunderbolt, but we didn't get to learn about it until the DMG came out a year later, right? Yeah, because yeah. doesn't the, the, the hit tables in the GMG? Indeed they are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then I took it to the student lounge at Moorpark College because my family had moved to Ventura, Ventura County at that point, the little city of Park. I remember crying to my friends on the phone, having come from L.A., because two freeways ended in Park, And I'm going, oh, my God, I'm so far away. I'm where the freeways <laughs> end. Okay, That's how far I am. It was horrible. End of the road. Oh, it was. There was 3,000 people who lived in Park at the time. And, wow. and I just came from, from West L.A., okay? So it was just crazy. Yes. So anyway, big following. <laughs> D&D is super popular, okay? It's amazing. And I'm running games right and left, and I'm playing in games, and we're having a great time. Then Peter, who I see every now and then up in Berkeley, says, hey, I, I was at Comics and Comics in Berkeley, and there's this flyer on the wall here, uh, there, and it, it's talking about this new convention do you want to go? I said, yeah. A convention? Really? Is that like, what's that? Like multiple days of games? I go, that's, 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 oh my God. That's, we've got to do that. And so off I go back again, a PSA flight, $29 student standby. <laughs> I don't know how we, neither of us had a car. I don't know how we got over across the bay, but we did. And we stayed. I remember we didn't have really have any money. So we bought right. a big jar of peanut butter, a loaf of bread, and then we had enough money for a six-pack of Dr. Pepper, I think. And that's what we lived on all weekend, okay? That's all we ate. And we shared that. We, we understand did. that. Yeah, you see? You, you know? It's, it's like, this is... I grew up poor, but I didn't expect to keep practicing it throughout my whole life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. this Pacific Con was at the Dumpy, right? Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Which looked like a castle. Right, even yeah. more so than it does now. It has a little, still has a little bit of its shape, but back yeah. then it looked like a castle. It yeah, was, it was even dark inside. It know? was wonderful. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, this is amazing! And so then we played D D all weekend long. Okay, it was it was like, wow, this is this is amazing. Um, and then you know went home from that. Um, you know, cut forward to 2004 when someone tells me that. That this show that's now that at the time was called Conquest, but was originally Pacificon, was up for sale. I had I owned a game store in Camarillo at that point. I had just been to the Bay Area five years earlier for that secret playtest of, of third edition Dungeons and Dragons with Peter Atkinson. And so I was like, Yeah, I'm all in. And the context, the people who told me about this this convention for sale were people I met at that secret playtest of D D. Okay. I I don't go oh. to that playtest. I don't meet those people. I don't know about that show for sale. I don't create Big, I don't create cons, you know. It's it's just it's just that easy. It's it's such a chain of causality. <laughs> so then, as I said earlier, you know, in a, in a welcome back Cotter kind of way, I ended up coming back and buying the first show I ever attended with Pacificon. Wow! Um, but it was that's called amazing. Con- you know, I'm yeah, I think it's blessed. Yeah, it was called Conquest. But my vision was to put a strong gaming convention in every major city on the West Coast. So I was going to take the Conquest brand. And I renamed it, immediately renamed it Conquest SF for the San Francisco barrier. And I realized, well, let's see, I've never run a big convention before. B- through my shop, I'd run small 75 to 100 person 
RPGA events, uh, uh, weekend oh, yeah. conventions and stuff, uh, weekend in Nairon, for example, um, and 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 stuff like that. And they were very, they were successful. They were fun. They were fun. The success was measured in fun, and right. it always is for me. So we did that, and a lot of large Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments because once Pokemon ran it, kind of ran its course, then Yu-Gi-Oh became huge, and I was running. Right. They had a vacancy at the mall I was at, and so I would rent that, you know, for for tournaments. And we would get we had, they were on the ground because we, you know, I mean, tables and chairs were expensive, right? To rent even, so yeah. we were all playing on the ground. We had we put out mats and stuff for them. We had a hundred kids plus playing in Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. It was crazy, but it gave me experience I needed to run shows. But I still didn't want to run Pacificon myself for the first time in two thousand and five. So. I created the first one, the first branch, which was in February of 2005, which was Conquest LA. And we ran a show just down the street from Strategic Con on their same weekend, a karma that would come back and bite me in the butt many years later. And we both know that story. And we had 300 people our first year, which was amazing considering there was a full convention just down the street, right? It was where I created a marketing thing called uh, Stay for Three, Play for Free, which was uh, if you stay for three nights at the convention hotel, that we will refund your convention badge and dealer dollars. Wow. It was such a good idea that Rocky, the owner of Strategicon, about a month later said in a press release, a good idea is a good idea, and offered the same deal at their convention because they wow. they saw people who were who were leaving their hotel because we were literally two blocks down the street. It'd be like, like the Berlin game Hyatt and the Berlin game Marriott, but closer, okay? Right. Yeah. They had people who weren't booking at their hotel and booking with us because they were paying for Strategic Con anyway, but now they're getting a free pass to, to Conquest LA. So they were getting two wow. cons by just moving to the Marriott, which was a nicer hotel than the hotel they were staying at for less money. So they were they, – <laughs> so Rocky wasn't happy. And, and I didn't yeah. – yeah, that, and then I moved my show the next year off of his week. Boy, did it get a lot of attention. It, had I to do it all over again, I never would have done that. Right. I, just, I would have picked Martin Luther King weekend in January instead, and I wish it, which is where we moved to with that show. Anyway, that was the first show I ran, and then I felt I was ready to to run. Yeah, I got a lot of mistakes out of my system, and I was ready to do Pacific Con for the or Conquest SF for the first time in 2005 at the Berlin right. Marriott. So there. So how, how, how did you get to Pacific? Back to Pacific Con? Was it like? I don't know if it's copyright or whatever. What do you call it? Well, uh, is it no? It was a name owned by somebody. One of the owners, previous owners, not the ownership group I bought it from, but the owners before that, right? Because there's this dark dealing as to how it all became Conquest, right? Um, <laughs> what happened is that it's been Pacific kind of under different owners for years, and and then let me think. Let me do the math. 2005 minus seven would be about 19, 1998. 1997, yeah. 98, is West Coast Convention Services, WCSC or something like that. Dave Partek was one of the owners, bought Pacificon. Well, they didn't buy it, uh, Conquest. What happened is that Conquest, uh, Pacificon's hotel at the time was going to go through renovations. It wasn't going to be available to them at all on Labor Day weekend. Right. So they sent out teams to go look for other hotels, and the reports came back. And the people who were running it, I guess, were tired and stuff. And they said, you know what? We'll just skip this year and we'll come back next year. Right. Well, then a small faction of those people, which Dave Partek was part of, went ahead and created a new corporation, West Coast Convention uh-huh. Services, and put on <laughs> another show. They couldn't call it Pacificon, so they called it Conquest. Scott Bagley was part of that group, right? Yes. I know Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. One of the, one of the best guys. Scott Scott was one of the guys who was insistent and made sure that Conquest fell into my hands, okay? 
he was one of the guys who I met and became friends with at that at that manifest, right? Right. That was it. That was the end of Pacific Con's corporate thing because they lost the weekend and the new people started shop. They ran for about six years and then they were tired of running the show because right. running the show is not an easy task, right? No. Um, it's a lot of moving parts, lots and lots of moving parts. And the way I do it is very different than the way that most convention organizations run. But I'll talk more about that later. The I'm going to finish this part. Um, so then that goes out, and I end up buying the show from them. And Scott Bagley felt that by doing that, any bad blood or karma that was created when that 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 you know kind of it wasn't really stealing, but it was like, look, you're not going to run it. We're going to just do it, and right. and you guys are iced out. You know that he always felt that that was a, a bad thing, but that got cleansed by doing this. Yeah, you know. Now, fifteen years later, I am the single longest owner of Pacificon. A couple years later, I was just as we were leaving the the Burlingame Hotel for Santa Clara Marriott, which was going to be a much better situation with much better parking and and lower parking prices that weren't impacted by the proximity to the airport. And, and more more ballroom space and better laid out ballroom space. I just I just like the Santa Clara Marriott so much. Right. It's very nice. Thank you. Thank you. And yes. the families come. They have a great time because the pools and stuff like that are all really, really cool. You know, they can relax and enjoy themselves. Great America's right next door, you know. And now there's a football field, you know. God, there'll be a space station by the time <laughs> I retire, I think. It's just <laughs> – like okay i've been doing this too long satellites are starting yeah. to come in and land okay <laughs> i'm done i was sitting there going you know we used to be pacificon and one of those owners who was had the rug pulled out from under him also was a ham radio guy and they started a, a convention called pacificon exactly yeah. so, well, it's funny you mentioned that because different times in the past i'll put in pacificon convention and it comes in with this ham radio thing i'm like what the heck is that? And then, so I would have to be like role playing game convention, and then Pacific role playing game would come up. But that was funny. So yeah. you're saying that one of the owners of original Pacificon, yeah, started Pacificon Ham Radio yes. Convention. Yes, that's hilarious. So my association with John Wootris, you know, who's my director of programming, and I met him up in Seattle when I created a show up there in I don't know 2006, right? And he okay. and Wutras has since moved from the Seattle area and has has been my my trusty right arm. He's a he's a patent attorney and one of the smartest guys in the galaxy. Sometimes, <laughs> so, no, no, seriously, with a senior staff of these shows, sometimes I feel like I'm the guy who fires the arrows on the Justice League, and and where Wutras is is where Superman is, right? <laughs> I tell you though, it's a great confidence knowing that Superman is on your team. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he tells me that calling it the Pacificon Game Expo is enough of a change in the state of California for it to be legitimately different. Wow. And there was a Pacificon earlier. The original usage of Pacificon was in the 40s. Worldcon. You know, they always have another name for their shows other than Worldcon 6 or Worldcon 33, right? The big science fiction right. convention, right? That's every, yes. every four years, right? And so there it was Pacificon was what it was called in the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So that was the original usage of that of that name. Actually, it predates the gaming convention. So I that's why yeah. I, that's why we have Game Expo on our thing. I don't refer to Pacificon alone much the first time. I will in you know when I refer to it, but our official title and name is Pacificon Game Expo because because I don't want a bunch of ham radio operators you know doing a tea hunt on me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> 
Why are these people following me? Why are you following me? Because you stole our name. I said, I didn't steal. I just borrowed it. Stop. <laughs> I'm changing channels. Breaker, breaker, one nine. Exactly. You got your ears on. So, so that's how it became Pacificon, and and also it was a way of becoming Dundercon is an amazing convention that's yes. still owned by the original owners. Unless, except for the 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 the, the, the few that passed away, right? Um, right. And and it is beloved, and its name is Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, I mean, <laughs> how much better than that? And Roderick and Mark are just the coolest guys to work with, right? I'm so yeah. happy they're coming to the Santa Clara Marriott. You have no idea because the rumor came to me. It came to me as a rumor. Gabe Kubelkan's moving to Santa Clara Marriott, and I'm going. What are they doing? Chopping their size in a quarter? I said, they'll never fit here. And I said, and I'm going, oh, God, no. You know, I just didn't, you know. <laughs> and then when I, I, I dug deep, I, I, I made a couple calls, and it's like, no, 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 no. It's an idiot. Dundercon. Dundercon is coming. And I was, well, that's a whole different thing. This is the perfect place for them. And we're actually swapping tables at our shows now. I'll be at Dundercon again this February at the for the last time at San Ramon. And there'll be a Pacificon this year with a table. And we'll be cross-promoting the shows. But Pacificon's weakness has always been in the in the in the non-organized play role-playing, because we're more we are stronger though in wargaming and historicals and, and miniatures, right? That's our real oh, yeah. our real strength, right? The big yes. war room that we have, the big you know California ballroom. Um, yeah, we're hoping that that a closer association with Dundercon will help breathe life into our indie role-playing you know program. We're you know, we've got Vern Roberts who works the system. We could use help in that in that area. And, you know, we've got individual hotel rooms. My contract has a provision for individual ro- uh, hotel rooms to be converted into role-playing, you know, spaces. We just don't have enough rooms, you know, uh, call for it to, to utilize those. I would right, love right. to utilize all those rooms for, for RPGs and, and that for Pacificon. We, we got the Protospiel, which is amazing. The Pacificon right. Protospiel. And then the uh, West Coast Board Game Championships and the and the War Game Boot Camp and all these other things that are just doing you know this is wonderful. It's I feel I just feel like we're missing this one element with 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 Pacificon. Yet organized play fills a five thousand square foot ballroom between yes. Adventures League and Pathfinder Society and Starfighter right. Society, right? So, oh yeah, yeah, you know. But some people, well, yeah, we we now. played uh, a few years ago. We played in a. Uh, Adventure League. Adventures League. Yes. And it was full and it was a ton of people in there. We had a blast because it was just me, uh, my wife, my brother Felipe, yep. our friend Bay. And I don't know if you knew, but Larry Dettilio played with us. And yeah. we just had a blast. It was fun. It's, you know, we scared the GM, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me about that. What'd you do? We oh, we overwhelmed them more than scared them. We ask him crazy things. My brother-in-law asked him, "Can I put a bear trap on my back just in case someone comes up behind us?" I love it. Was like, I love it. I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. It was like I don't know what to think about that. And then my brother goes, "Well, can I do it?" And he goes, "He goes, I don't think it's gonna work the way you think it's gonna work." And he goes. Well, I don't care. Can I still put a bear track on my back? And he goes, yeah, I guess. <laughs> he kept looking at his notes to, for help. I don't think it, there was nothing in there about crazy players. I could be an evil GM every uh, GM or DM back in the day every now and then. Yes. Uh, I had this one, one guy who just, you know, every door they came through, 
rather than pick in or listen, I'm going to break the door down. You know, with that rushing <laughs> the door to break it down. And he had like immense strength. So he could do it like without really rolling a die. I just let him, okay, right. you break the door. Okay, you break the door. Okay, you break the door. And then I created a door <laughs> in, a dun- in a dungeon that was made out of balsa wood and filled with green slime. Okay. And so then he broke through the door easily and was covered with green slime. <laughs> and he stopped breaking through doors at that point. He let the rogue, he let the thief, no, not rogue, the thief, he let the, the thief, thief go and check the door for traps now. <laughs> and then he would break it. <laughs> but at least... Well, he learned, right? Well, it gave the, it gave the thief something to do, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. He would just sit there going, you know, I could have checked for... Anyway, never mind. <laughs> no, you're, you're right, though. There's a, there's a ton of... Uh, of uh, you know, what is that? Role playing games. Role playing games. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, organized play. Yeah. And your your board game, your war games is just huge. You know. Yep. You got these amazing, uh, you know, dioramas, whatever you want to call it. You know, the terrain. Yeah. And then. And those guys love to talk. You just have to ask them a question, and they'll explain it all to you. <laughs> you know, not, especially if you're a shy butterfly. You know. <laughs> I love my tribe. I love my tribe. Yes, exactly. And then we did an interview with Mark, and he said, you know, he loves going to Pacificon because you have the best protospiel of all the cons, even better than Dungeon Con and Kubla Con. And, and I was, like, amazed. And I was like, wait. Are you going to get in trouble for saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, he, and he goes, I don't care. Oh, you know, he's, he's, he's the one Mark's who I, a, a sh- when I when I heard he was coming, when I heard they were coming, and I I sent them an email right at, at first, and I said, look, you know, you guys have been doing cons a lot longer than I have, but I've been here for ten years, so so I've tried all sorts of things as far as the space utilization is concerned, and I'm more than happy to share anything if you have questions of what might work best where or what or or you just you know. I'm all ears, whatever I can do to help. And then a few months later, I sent out a thing through Mark saying, you know, do you want to, would you like a table at the show? I think this is a great thing for the community and it pulls the community together. And, and I've been looking for ways to continue to pull the community together since that other show was on Labor Day weekend for a few years. Right. So I was, so I, I they were, Mark went to the, you know, to the other owners and they were overwhelmingly in favor of it. And, and graciously offered me one in return, and it was like, "Wow, that's that's awesome," you know, and and so that's just going to be. I think that's really kind of a cool cool thing. Um, I'm really that is right. very cool. Yeah, it, it's 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 you know, they said, "How many tickets you know can we have?" I said, "How many do you want?" You know, it's like, <laughs> well, you know, we we uh, uh, Scott Bagley long ago created a um, um, a cooperative thing between uh, Kubla Dunder and Pacificon. Um, or conquest at the time, and and they where we would swap tickets amongst the staff, like you know six or ten tickets or something that we could use for staff at all the shows. We just kind of stopped using it because the majority of my staff now is has because I've I've had high real high staff retention, right? Um, it, right. You're either you yeah, usually you're either one and done or you stay forever, right? And I've got most of my staffers have been around for ten to fifteen years. Um, but they've moved out of the area. So, you know, there's only a few of us who actually live in the San Francisco Bay Area now. You know, I'm in, I've always been in Ventura. Uh, my director of administration, Jackie, she's in, in, in Culver City. Wutris is in Texas now and is half his time has been in Nicaragua. 
heading up uh, a patent office down there. Um, and and uh, my show director, Mark Burdeck, is up in Seattle. Ruggiero comes from the Central Valley. Uh, Partech was local, but he just re- he just retired last year. But he'll be back. He'll be at the show. Um, Aaron Clark, though, is is local. Aldo was local, but he's kind of transitioning to Lake Tahoe. You know, yeah, he sold- and retiring, right? Yeah, pretty much. Not for the shows, though. He he wants to keep doing the shows and stuff. He won't be selling, but he still <laughs> wants to do this. So what we do, he's game. I just want to play games and and watch the dealer room. I said, okay, we'll put a table by the dealer room, not in the dealer room. I said, because I, I get to sell that space. But outside the dealer room in the hallway, we'll have Aldo's table. That'll be your vendor headquarters. And you just play games there all weekend. And the vendors know where to find you. And if they can't find you, Jennifer and Lavina are inside. And they're your, your, your co-cap. You know, they're your deputies. So they can handle little stuff and, and, and things. And you just do this. And, and you know, host my Friday night um, thing for the, for the lifetime past members that we do a, a meet and greet wine and cheese kind of thing. Oh, it's more like beer and wine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if you guys come and do a live podcast at Pacificon, which I think we've talked about, you know, then yes. I will invite you to our Friday night beer and wine thing. Um, so <laughs> there, let me ply you with beer and wine and cheese. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, I, I don't mind beer and Jolene likes cheese. So I think we're good. You know, and I like to wine. So this is perfect. There you go. You know? perfect. Why isn't the convention bigger? You know, it's just stuff like that. Um, so, so I, I think I told you that I had a big announcement. Oh, that's right. That's right. We sort of buried the lead here, didn't we? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, uh, Jolie was going, was he serious about a big big announcement or was he just like trying to get us on the hook? I go, well, we already said we're going to interview him, so I don't, there's no reason for him to like. I just you can't know. wait to hear what it is. I did grow up to be a con man, right? <laughs> there you go. Well, it was funny because we, we uh, Mark Shiner went to us and said, hey, I have some big news about DungeCon. Do you want to record it? And I go, sure. And I and I looked at you know and it was about the move from the Marriott and San Ramon to the same one you're at yeah. in Santa Clara. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's a great Huge. idea. It was it was uh, I only saw positive things and the. The blowback that he got for just announcing it was like huge to me because I thought everybody, 100% of the people would be like totally excited. And there was people who were poo-pooing the idea. But people don't like change. So, you know. <laughs> no. It's, it's... I, was, I was quite shocked though. <laughs> but we'll, we'll gladly take a Pacificon announcements. No problem. Okay. So we're, rena- we're renaming the show to KublaCon Game Expo. How's that work? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> At least she giggled. Okay. Okay? What? At least she giggled. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was stunned. Actually, I was speechless. As, as you, yeah, because, you know, I just want more sleepless nights. That's all. Um, yeah. yeah. The, the, Woodrus is a good attorney, but he's not that good, right? Um, sorry, John. <laughs> I know you'll be listening to this. Before the recession, as you know, I had shows in, in British Columbia, Seattle, uh, Portland, Reno, Vegas, the whole – I'd run the board. I did what I set out to do. And held on to it for about a year. Right, Mondo? <laughs> yes, we're back. 
Okay, so it was such a harrowing adventure. <laughs> I don't want to miss this big announcement you're making. Uh, and there was a long pause when you mentioned the first one, which was a, a gag. You, you got me on that one. <laughs> You know, yeah. you know, dead air on on a, on a podcast is like it's like not a good thing, right? <laughs> so I won't do that again. What I'll I do want to know is, is how did you keep the wax dice from melting in your hands? We we oh, you talking about when we when we were young? Yes. <laughs> so so that was a problem. Like uh, so, my brother had made this wax die, right? Yeah, yeah. And he cut out this paper thing. He. Put wax, a big ball of wax, and he molded it. And so we would roll it. And so what happened was, is like, you know, we'd roll it during the battle, and like, and like, we would have to remind each other, hey, hey, put down the die, because like we were holding our hands and get all excited. And so you know, you, you know, your your hands are hot, right? So it yeah. get all mushy, kind of. Yeah. So my brother would have to like put it on a table and flatten out all the sides. And, yep. You know, so we'd have to stop battle and flatten out the sides, and then sometimes he would stick it in the refrigerator. To cool it down, so, but so we would we just had to remind each other not to hold a big die because it was a pretty big die because it's because you know he the way he made it, it yeah was yeah about the, it was about the size of one of those foam dies because it was pretty big wow. it, was, it so, was about as big as somebody's fist so, and three threes and sevens right yeah yes it was threes and seventeens <laughs> oh, threes and seventeens yes that's right that's right they so the opposite was, each other yes yes so it was pretty good. So yeah, so we just had to tell everybody, hey, hey, let go of that die. You know, quit holding your hands. So, this was my proof that I listened to the first podcast yes? that you guys ever did. <laughs> anyway, so we're I was laughing. Back I thought it was a hilarious story. Okay, the big announcement. So yes, so so then after the recession, um, all we had the only two shows I had left was Pacific Con and Conquest Sack, and my financial advisors were telling me close Conquest Sack as well because it's, but I couldn't. It was the first show. I created my own Pacific Con. I bought, but Conquest Sack, you know, me and with the help of a few of my friends, we created that. And I couldn't throw my first baby out, so we kept that. <laughs> That's um, tough. Yeah, it really is, you know. And 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 it wasn't like I was sending him to college either, you know. It's just like bye bye. So yes. So so um, then then Conquest Avalon came in 2013, and then this last year saw some growth with Intergalactic Conquest in the summer. A new historical war game convention called the Gauntlet had its first run this January, um, and 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 uh, with Michael Bryan and I heading it up. But this year we have Darren Leveloff and and um, um, what's Richard Handwith from Revolution Games are both joining us as part of the command team for that one, and we have high high hopes for that one in January. So, um, as you see, the the strategy this time wasn't to run the board in the state; it was to stay focused in Northern California, which which, you know, I felt was kind of a, a stronghold, a power base. Yeah. So I'm going to create, I am creating, I am announcing the creation <laughs> of a new Bay Area game convention. Whoa. That will start next year. The announcement is now. This is the first time it's been announced publicly <laughs> anywhere, okay? I have artwork. The artwork we have for it is the Pacificon Dragon holding a little baby, a little egg, right? <laughs> With its tail being the S of uh, the words coming soon at the bottom, right? You'll see this everywhere starting tomorrow, probably. And, cool. and, and that new, that egg is the new show that's being born next year, April 10th through 12th um, on Easter weekend. 
we're going to do an Easter weekend convention. I figure if they can do a Thanksgiving weekend convention, we could do an Easter weekend <laughs> one, right? Because yeah, it, right, yeah, you know, and and um, and then we'll see the hatching of that little egg happen on that Easter weekend, and then Easter ties in with the egg and stuff, and and so ah, and my yeah. friends, we are going. We're taking the show back to the Dunphy. That's right. We're oh. going back to the Dunphy. We're going to the San Mateo Marriott Hotel for this one. Cool. Wow. We got the That's tower room, amazing. baby. There's one tower room yes. left. I did a video of my of the tower room when I toured that facility. And and um and this is a go. It's a green light. We've got Dave Partex coming out of retirement to help us with the miniatures. Um the the uh, we know we've got Adventures League. Cedric Adizado is heading up our our Adventures League Dungeons and Dragons, so that's going to be amazingly okay. awesome. Um, cool. P- PFS is still discussing things within their leadership structure. There's, it's like it's like dealing with chaotic neutral and lawful neutral between these two, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because I'm neutral good. I don't, you know, it's like, look, just, just do the right thing, okay? That's all I care. I don't care yeah. about the rules or not or what. <laughs> just obey them. Don't obey them. Just be good. Uh, do what's good for the community. And and um. And, and I'm very, very excited. And we have a group of people from Sacramento, Frank Vasari and and, uh, and who we call the Scooby Gang, are coming out to run board games for us in um, at that show. Um, it'll be three cool. days. Um, I am I am excited to be bringing this back. We're doing the 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 egg thing is meant to be kind of a, a you know a a daughter of Pacificon kind of thing. Right, um, right, right. And and I realized by doing all this, I, I made the Pacificon dragon. You know, um, female, which I really like, I, and I think I'm going to name the Pacifica Dragon Pacifica. Um, oh, that's cool! I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that would be cool to call it Pacifica. But we'll have a naming contest. Everybody who buys a ticket for the San Mateo Marriott show will be able to put in in a a vote um, towards the name of the baby dragon, the new dragon for ah. for. Um, oh yes, the name of the show, right? What's the name of this yes, yes. show? Right? It's going to be the it's going to be the Kublai Khan Game Expo. That's no wait, I did that already. Okay, yes, we're going to call it um, Mondo Game Con. And Mondo the sub Game Con, yeah, the first year especially, it will have the subtitle of what Mondo means: bigger than life, over the top, right? Um, uh, humongous in in size, enormous. <laughs> yeah. That's what Mondo means, right? So yes, right, yes. right. So Mondo Game Con is going to be what we go with for for that show um and and there you go wow that's, <laughs> that's the big announcement cool. the new a new convention in the bay area with with some terrific support with the support of the pacific Con game expo behind it um as well as the little conquest shows out in sacramento all three of them um all pulling in this direction so i am thrilled it's i think it's my last con I think this is going to be the last <laughs> convention I create, um, and and if we can get it up to I don't know five or six hundred in a few years, you know, two three years, then then I'll be done, and then I'll just you know, I would like to do twenty five years as the owner of Pacificon before I, well, like I like to say, I bought it from the previous Dread Pirate Roberts, and someday I will sell it to the next Dread Pirate <laughs> Roberts. <right? laughs> yes. So but, you've owned Pacificon what fourteen years? 14, Fifteen years now. Fifteen years, yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's a long haul because I first started going to Pacificon in uh, nineteen eighty three, I believe, and so and then I stopped going to Pacificon about nineteen ninety 
1991 or 92. Is that when you discovered and... girls, women, right? No, no. That's when I discovered DungeCon. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was taking, I got uh, swayed by another, another convention. Yep. And I because, because Pacificon was like, like, you know, very old school, right? You had to buy tickets and each event charged you money. And right. when I went to DungeCon, it was like, oh no, we don't charge for events. You just pay the one-time fee and then I'm like, wow. So, and we didn't have a lot of money back then. Right, right. So. We were pretty poor. <laughs> I, I, you know, I still don't have a lot of money. <laughs> what? You're like a, a, a you're like an actor, a, a producer, and all kinds of things. You gotta have a lot of money. Oh, but the projects I picked, the reasons I picked them are just, you know, out of love. Well, love. yeah, I just, I just, I just, you know, I grew up in a family where there was so much divorce, and it was all over money and. And I just sit there going, you know, if I just avoid the whole money thing, then, you know, so what can I do that can be successful, that I can be happy at, that doesn't, is, is it, whose success isn't measured by how much money you make? And that's kind of how I fell into the gaming industry. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, sure, there's people making lots of money in the gaming industry, and, and I support a lot of those people. Um, not support them financially, but I mean, I support their products and their endeavors. And the the protospiel is, is, you know... 10, 15 years from now, there's going to be people who's going to say, you know, it all started when I brought my prototype to the Pacificon Protospiel or something like that, right? right? No, and, you're right. And that, me, to be able to be able to generate that kind of joy and happiness in people, and I look back at my life, and that's what I spent the majority of my life, adult life doing. I, right. Man, you know, as Baloo would say, now, man, this is living, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it, it just, it just is. And, and, um, I, I just uh, I, and I don't have that killer instinct for for you know profiteering and stuff. I'm I'm uh, um, my focus is on other things instead, and <laughs> and I just want people to have fun. You know, sounds good. Well, you know that's why we go to conventions, right? The, I tell Jolene and I tell everybody who listens to our show and everybody we talk to. I go, you know, the friendships I've made, the people I've met at conventions. Yeah, I would never have met if I hadn't gone to conventions. I wouldn't have met them. Unless I had started playing this crazy game called the Dungeons and Dragons, a, a year later than you, nineteen seventy eight. But you know, but it's opened so many friendships for me that it's that it's you know it's amazing, right? That's yeah, amazing. What you were only eleven when you started, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yes, longer. Yes. Yeah, see again, I listened to that first podcast. The, <laughs> the, I was <laughs> I was I was um I was eighteen years old when I graduated. Well, when I graduated seventeen, but by the time I made it to Berkeley, I was eighteen when I came right, up right. to play and. And it was, uh, um, no, I take that back. My friend was at Berkeley on early admission that first year. So he started in June and he called me up in wow. July. So yes, I was 17 years old when I learned to play Dungeons and Dragons. I hadn't quite turned 18 yet, which I'm going to be doing in about, let's see, um, two and a half hours. <laughs> well, not turning yes. 18. Cool. Well, just a few years. Congratulations! Years. Happy birthday! Thank you. Know, you. I, I I forgot that you had the same birthday month as me. We do. And, uh, we do. It's yes. awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I know. Yeah. We're very gregarious people. I think uh, Leo. So uh, I'm very happy that uh, that you are being uh, you know successful and having you know a convention uh, that's doing pretty good and that you have another convention coming up in April. I think that's so, really cool. Yeah, that's really neat. 
it's, it's hey, you know, if you've ever wanted to be staffing a show, I'm looking for good people. So, you know, <laughs> I'll think about it. But you know, I like to have fun at conventions. And somehow, when I when no, I when so I I tell everybody, David Gabriel asked me to do something be on staff years ago for yes, Publicon. I'm I like, bet. yeah, but you guys seem so busy and not have a lot of fun. He goes, well, we have fun. I go, but not at the convention. <laughs> and for me, it's more like I, I take the whole family. And so it's like a little mini vacation for us, right? Okay. So, so my secret to having keep, you just reminded me of something I want to I share with you. My secret to keep <laughs> staff a long time, okay? I, I told you that I run, I organize the workload very differently than most other conventions. Most other conventions run by committee and everybody's got all the, the, the tasks that they do and they work on these things all year long towards the show, right? Because most right. people are not as insane as I am and they only do one convention a year, right? Um, right. So <laughs> I decided that the most valuable asset, more valuable than my attendees or my GMs or the vendors are my staff, Right, I right. live or die by my staff. My staff are my vanguard. They're my Praetorian guard. They're they are they they they're my Valkyrie. They're amazing, and and so my whole job is to manage burnout. You know, yes. And and I, again, said I don't just have people working Pacificon for fifteen years. I have some that are working all three Sacramento shows and Pacificon for all these years, right? And so, yeah, yeah. so, so, so yeah, and some of them have traveled with me to, you know, remember Alexis Randall before she passed away, I don't know, in, like nine years ago, she barnstormed all over the West coast, opening these conventions with me. You know, it was, it was, amazing. Right. so, so I do 95% of the work to plan and make the shows happen between shows. Then about the week or two before each show, there's a handoff. It took a couple of years for me to be trained to do this because they would spend the first day of every show going, going, wait, what are we supposed to do about this? What are we supposed to do about this? Why didn't you tell us about this? It's like, okay. And they pulled me aside and said, okay, Mondo, we have to do a, a, a brain transfer before every show. <laughs> you have to put what's in your brain because you don't write notes down or anything. You just keep it all in your head. And it's like, okay, okay. So so that's that was solved. And and so we do this transfer all the time. And I write a lot more things down now because I'm 50 oh, years good. older, right? Yeah. And so that's true. I send spreadsheets to them and stuff like that. And I really do hand it all off. It's been like this for like 10 years. I hand it all off to them completely, to the staff. And there's a show director. And I'm not even really in the chain of command. I take myself out of it. And they run the show. They're, they're fully empowered in all of their departments. Um, anything is appealable to me, but I, you know, I have confidence in my people, and I pick them for reasons. <laughs> and and so my job at the show, I actually get to sit and play games and hand out prizes and trophies and and go to podcasts and sit in on panels and and I get to I have a lot of fun at my shows. But that's so my good. staff doesn't have to work between shows. Right, right. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. So we'll talk to you and. Uh, so uh, I don't know exactly. We'll talk to you later about the whole, you know, doing a live uh, recording from your Pacificon. Uh, but uh, we're more than willing to do it. Uh, uh, you know, we obviously offered to do it. So and we think it's excellent that you're opening a new convention. Yes. I think that'll be really cool. That's in really April. Cool. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, for those people. Uh, if it's in April, is it going to be? Every year is it going to be Easter? Because Easter changes. It's going to be Easter. It's going to it's going to okay, hop after right. the bunny every single okay, year. Cool, cool. Yeah, it'll always oh, be okay. Easter weekend. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So there. Cool. 
But she, yeah, I got, I, I got one, I got one enthusiastic person about Mondo GameCon. Yay! <laughs> oh, I'm excited too. There's no doubt about Dude, it. Look, I mean... we doubled our number in just. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's monterific. So, yes, it should be very yeah over the top type of gaming. That's right. So yeah, uh, thanks for uh, coming on with us, oh, uh, Gabriel. Thank you for having me. It was this was this was amazing. It really was. <laughs> we look forward to PacificCon. Um, and it should be it's always fun we always go yeah and last year we got to play in um what was it star we, trek star trek uh and then we played in uh uh what was it called beyond uh, uh something about the breach <laughs> through the breach okay yes uh, so this year games. So this cool. year this yeah. year we have to get the game together sure i know the GM. Good. I, you pick a game and i'll talk to the gm and they'll be seats at that table for us okay you just <laughs> look at the program i'll send you i'll send you a pdf of the program book early okay so you can look through the game we can cherry pick the one we want hey i'm a con man i can do this and, and then we, can, we can have a great time okay all right sounds good okay and no wax right. rice okay i'll bring real tea, all right. 20s okay <laughs> i don't need you rolling 20s all the time or something <laughs> uh, well my brother has that wax diet ah, okay okay i'll keep an eye on him this. <laughs> Safety deposit box somehow. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for coming on and thank you for you know taking the time to talk to us uh -huh. and giving us your good news. Yeah. And we look forward to Pacificon this Labor Day weekend. Uh when does it start? What is it is it it starts August? Friday. Well for me it started Friday. about four months ago, but actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's August August uh, um thirtieth. Friday, August thirtieth. It runs the thirty, thirty first, first and second. Hotel rooms are still available. And so our day passes and weekend passes and and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, we gotta buy our weekend passes. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll, we will. <laughs> no, no, no. If you do the podcast, you get to be a special guest, and so you get your passes from me. <laughs> oh. Okay, so there, done. But, all right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see you at Pacificon. Uh, thanks again. Thanks again for coming on and just sharing your good news and. To everybody out there, Pacificon is in Santa Clara Marriott here in the Bay Area. It is a, a great convention of a four-day convention of gaming, uh, the whole through the whole through all what seventy-two hours of gaming it is supposedly. So That's four, three days, uh, three days, four, three days. Four day, four day. You said seventy two hours. That's three days. I, I know. <laughs> Don't ask me to do math. I know. This, math I know this because when I when I broke the hundred hour Dungeons and Dragons marathon record, it was four days and four hours. I will never forget. Wow. That. I will never that's forget crazy. that. But that's a story for another time. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll, well, maybe we'll talk to you at the Pacific Con. I would. I would. I would love that. I'll, I'll bring tacos. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks a lot, Gabriel. Good night, guys. Good night, Jolene. Good night, Saul. Good night. All right, this is Gaming's Perspective with Saul and Jolene, and you have a good night.